You're listening to the Long Hollow Student Ministry Podcast. For more information and to stay up to date on what we have going on, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at LH Students. Now, y'all excited for movement celebration tonight? Come on. Hey, can we give it up for Student Life and all the games they did for us? Come on now, give it up for Student Life. Oh, man. Hey, it is going to be an incredible night. Here's what I need. Here's what we're, we've had some fun tonight. Uh, man, we've got a lot planned for tonight. But here's what I need just for the next few minutes. If you can give me your undivided attention. If you can do that, let me see you say yeah. If your neighbor's being a distraction, make sure that they say focus. Look at your neighbor and say focus. Tell your other neighbor, say will means business. I like it. All right, if you're with me, say yeah. We're going to dive on in. Well, hey, I want to... I want to start out tonight by telling you a story, one of my favorite stories in ministry so far, okay? It's about a young man named Bobby. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but when I first got to Long Hollow, uh, I started out at a, at a campus called, uh, well, at a Madison campus. We used to have five campuses, so now we just have Gallatin in this campus. Well, we used to have five. And so it was in Madison. I started with seven kids, seven students. And I'll never forget walking in my first Wednesday. And here I am, brand new, haven't met anybody yet, by the way. So I walk in and it was, you know, just one of those awkward moments. You're like, I don't know anybody in here, but I'm supposed to like, I'm supposed to know everybody. And so I walk in seven kids and man, it was a blast. I remember just sitting there and going, man, I've got the opportunity to invest in this, in these seven students. And, and the crazy thing is, is this, it was incredible. And I was fired up about the opportunity, but little did I know, little did I know that even the seven that were there, there was a young man that wasn't even a part that would eventually come into our ministry that would change our ministry forever. Like literally this young man would single-handedly grow our ministry from seven students, listen to me, to over 150 students in a little over a year. This one individual, this one young man. Like I said, his name was Bobby. Bobby um, was, uh, I met Bobby at Hunters Lane High School. I was coaching, I was voluntary coaching uh, the football team. And so I met Bobby. The first time I met Bobby, he was that kid that was always kind of like introverted. You, you kind of kept to himself, didn't say much. But every once in a while, there was like this, this glimpse of like who he really was deep down, but he just didn't know how to be that person. Anybody know anybody like that? You're just like, you look at him like, man, I see something in you, but you just don't, you just don't see it in yourself. 
Well, Bobby was really reserved, and, and, and over time, uh, we began to build a relationship. I began to invest in Bobby, and, and what happened was he eventually, uh, he eventually came to a Wednesday night service. And so Bobby came, he loved it. He was like, man, this is incredible. I enjoy like being here. And he started coming a little bit, but then one Wednesday night, I'll never forget it, one Wednesday night, I mean, Bobby broke down. Bobby lost, uh, just lost it. And he goes, man, I want to know about this Jesus that you're talking about. And I shared the gospel with him and it led him to the Lord. And that moment, instantly, instantly, that dude's life was radically changed. Like, life change happened and we celebrated Bobby. And here's what Bobby did. This was, this was oh, I love this. So Bobby would then, the next day, like, didn't wait a week, didn't wait till the following Wednesday, the next day was, like, walking into Hunter's Lane, like, whoo, what's up now? Like, remember, he was an introverted dude, right? And so he walks into his, into his classroom, he walks into his locker room, and Bobby is so fired up about the life change that he experienced that he wanted everybody to know about it. And so here's what happened the next week. Uh, he, he invited uh, some of his football guys, and five, five guys came with him, all right? Then the next week he invited some and 11 came with him. The next week 15 came with him. I'll never forget uh, over a period of time because Bobby was so fired up about life change. In September, okay, in September, my wife left to go uh, to do a residency in, in, in Ohio. And when she left, we had 23 students, okay? So the ministry grew from seven in February to 23 in September, all right? And then when she came back in November, because of Bobby Jordan, here's what happened. We grew from 23 to 105, from September to November, all right? That's a, lot of, that's a lot of people. And here's the reason, because Bobby was so fired up about life change that he would go to every single person. So here's what wound up, like it wasn't just a football team. Next thing I know, uh, we got the wrestling team that's coming in because of Bobby. And then the basketball team comes in because of Bobby. And then like coaches are calling me going, hey, can we come and be a part of what's going, like it was nuts, it was incredible. All because one young man, his life was changed, and he celebrated the life change. He celebrated the fact that Jesus had done something in his life, and he took it to everybody that he interacted with. You see, Bobby understood the difference. Bobby understood what had happened in his life, and he's like, I'm not going to keep this to myself. I'm going to take this to everybody else. Here's what I believe is true. In high school, you've heard me say this. I'm going to share it with everybody. I believe that life change spurs on life change. It's infectious, it's contagious, it, it's like a wildfire, and that's what happened was the life change that Bobby experienced just spread throughout Hunters Lane High School. And I don't know if you know anything about Hunters Lane High School, uh, no disrespect, but it's, it's not exactly booming with Jesus freaks. It's not exactly the environment like that, that people are speaking highly about the name of Jesus. It, 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 is, it can be a very dark place, but Bobby was shining the light at Hunters Lane High School. You see, Bobby would, would, would go, and, and in time, because it wasn't just Bobby, but Bobby's influence and Bobby's investment, what would happen is this. The football team, I think at one point we had like 95% of the football team was coming, but we grew to 150 students in a year's time because of Bobby Jordan, only because of one young man and his life changed. I mean, that's incredible. You know, some great wisdom that I've heard over the years is this, you cultivate what you celebrate. You cultivate what you celebrate, meaning what you praise and what you spotlight is what you're going to create a culture that that, that, that culture is gonna follow that, that excitement and that celeb celebration. So you cultivate what you celebrate, and, and here's the reality. 
That couldn't be more true what happened when I was at Madison. But here's what I think about every single day. Y'all ready for it? Here's what I think about every single day. That moment, that year and a half of ministry, I experienced a move of God. I experienced life change being celebrated on a weekly basis. I felt like almost every single week we were baptizing kids and students were getting, getting saved and leading each other. It was crazy. But I pray over you guys every single week that we experience the exact same thing here. I pray every single day, our team prays every single day that the next Bobby Jordan is sitting in these seats or maybe they're not here yet because you haven't invited them yet. But we pray that over you every single week and that is our heart. We want to celebrate lies being changed. So if you got, your, you got, a, 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 you got a journal with you, uh, I know we don't have half sheets tonight, but here's what I'm gonna encourage you to do. I want you to write some stuff down. Our big idea tonight is very obvious. I've already said it a lot already, but our big idea tonight is this. Celebrate life change. Celebrate life change. Well, what do you mean? Celebrate life change. We're gonna break this down. Here's what I wanna do. Tonight, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but tonight as we dive into week two of our Street Talk series, we're going to provide you with another, another tool, another help agent to share the gospel with someone. And remember last week, we defined the gospel as the good news, right? It's as easy as John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting what? Life, right? That's the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus. So our hope in tonight is to give you another tool, another instrument, another means to share that truth, to share the gospel with someone as you move forward in your time at whatever school you go to or whatever family. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use Bobby's story as an example because he is just like you. He was a teenage student, a high school student. He was a, a middle school student just like you. So I'm gonna use this story to help paint the picture of how you and I can practically live out what it looks like to be excited about life change. And so if you got your Bible, turn to Luke 15. Luke 15 verses one through seven. I'll put it on the screen, but I want you to, to get used to turning in your Bibles. If you got your phone, I'm gonna hope that you're paying attention and using that for notes or using it for your Bible. But here we go. Um, and here's what we're gonna see. In this, in this passage, in Luke 15, one through seven, it's a parable of the lost sheep, okay? Parable of the lost sheep. And here's what's happening in this, in this moment. It's a story told by Jesus. And what Jesus is gonna do, I love this about Jesus. He's a great storyteller, right? He's gonna use this story to illustrate the love and compassion that his father, i.e. God, has for his people. And he uses this interesting story of, of this shepherd walking away from 99 sheep to track down this one sheep. And, and, and what we see is, is Jesus is telling the story because there's people coming after Jesus, right? I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where you're living your life for Jesus, minding your own business, and then somebody comes out of nowhere and like attacks you for what you believe. That's what's happening. Jesus is speaking the truth and these people come at him and they're trying to attack him. And so Jesus tells this story into in, the crowd. And it's a really, really interesting story. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna read, we're gonna hear this. We're gonna see how, how we can celebrate life change and how Jesus gives us the example that we need to be pursuing other people. So here we go. Luke 15, verses one through seven says this. It says, it says all the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him. So Jesus is teaching, these people are coming up, the religious people are coming up. And the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, right? The Pharisees and scribes were the church people, the religious people, and they said this, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then he goes on to say, so he told them this parable. Here's the story. It says, what man among you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open field and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? 
So he asks him a question. Then he goes on to say, when he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and coming home, he calls his friends and neighbors together saying to them, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Then he says this in verse seven, I tell you the same way. All right, so he's using the story to paint a picture to tell them this right here. The same way, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents over 99 righteous people who do not need repentance. The first thing we see tonight is this. I want you to write this down. Jesus welcomes sinners. This is incredible. This is, this is good news for us. Jesus welcomes sinners. Well, what is a sinner? Will is somebody that doesn't believe in the name of Jesus. It's an unbeliever. It's a lost person. It's an unchurched person. Whatever terminology you're used to, that's what he's saying here. And what we see is that Jesus actually welcomes these people. Jesus welcomes these people, and the religious people don't like it. And they said this. They said, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now, this reminds me of a story. And I was reading this ago. The first thing that popped in my head was a story of a young lady in our ministry who, um, who, who came to Long Hollow. She didn't come from a family that, that, whose mom and dad were, were believers who followed Jesus. They were actually a split home, and her mom's boyfriend didn't didn't go to church, her dad's girlfriend didn't go to church. And so she had found herself in a very unique situation where she was in a, in a friend group that was anything but following the Lord and found herself in a lot of deep stuff. And so she comes to Long Hollow and there's a group of girls that she goes to school with or she sees on a Wednesday night. And she's like, I, I really want to not be like them, but I wanna be like them, does that make sense? She's like, I just wanna be a part of that friend group. I, I need that in my life. I want healthy community. I want a healthy friend group. And so she, she just... I mean, she was bold, but she walked up to one of the girls and said, man, I'd really like to get to know you guys. I'd love to, man, to hang out with you guys. And what she was saying was, I need help. <laughs> and here's the response of the church girl that come to our church every single week. And she loves Jesus. I have no doubt of that. I, I, this young lady's incredible. The response that she gave to this young lady was this. I can't hang out with you. She straight up told this girl who's searching for help, wanting help, coming up to the church to people going, I need help. You don't know my story yet, but I want to tell you in time. And the girl literally said, I'm not supposed to hang out with people like you. I'm not supposed to hang out with people like you. This is the response this young lady received. So what do you think she did? She went right back to the way she was living, right? She went right back to the friend group that she was, that she was with. Now, fast forward, this young lady found a good group of friends and she wound up giving her life to Jesus and it's been an incredible story. But it reminds me of this because that was anything but Bobby's story. Bobby was the guy that literally was so fired up about Jesus. Listen to me. He went like looking for people, right? He was like, oh, got one. You know, he's like, he's like going after people. He's like, I want to welcome sinners. I want to welcome people to the Jesus that I love, to the Jesus that has changed my life. And he celebrated life change every single opportunity he had. But it's a little different than the story I just told you, right? See, he was constantly investing in people and inviting them into his circle. And what I want to do tonight is I want to give you another, another tool. Last week, we kind of drew some stuff and we wrote it down. So I, wanna, I don't know how you're going to do that tonight, but if you've got a journal or something, or maybe take a picture when I get it, if you can write it down, I want you to do this. This is a great instrument, a great tool. And I, and I want to I tell you kind of what Bobby did. Now, I'll have to move this around so you all can see it. But basically, what you have is you have a circle. If you were to draw a circle, all right, can everybody draw a circle? If you can't, we need to talk, okay? We need to figure out education, all right? I'm an Arkansas boy, and I can still draw circles, all right? All right, then I want you to draw a bigger circle around the little circle. Y'all got that? Can y'all do that? I believe in you now. Come on now. So here's the way Bobby lived his life, okay? 
This is really good stuff. This is how Bobby lived his life. Now, Bobby, the way Bobby welcomed sinners was this. He understood, okay? He understood he was a new believer. So he understood in order for him, that's a cross, by the way, in order for him to stay connected to Jesus, to stay connected to the things that are important, he had to have a close-knit, tight inner circle. An inner circle is this. Scripture uses uh, wording like iron sharpens iron, right? A cord of three strands cannot be easily broken. Your inner circle are those that are investing in you. Who are those friends in your life that are holding you accountable? Who are those friends in your life that are pouring into you? Y'all have heard me say this high school a lot, but that for me was Andy Williams, right? Y'all have heard me say that a thousand times. Andy Williams was that for me, all right? A guy named Josh was that for me. The two of them held me accountable. They invested in me so that, this is when it gets good, so that you're being poured into, you're being held accountable, you're being challenged in the word, building you up, so that your outer circle are those that you're going to reach. You'll see that? So your inner circle invests in you, the outer circle is a group of friends like this young lady that you seek after. You welcome them in because you know that what is inside of you is life-changing. And you can't wait to celebrate the fact that you can go and befriend people. Now, here's the key. I'm not saying, I, in college ministry, we, we get this question a lot. So does that mean, Will, that my outer circle, I get to go to all the parties and because I'm sharing my faith? That's not what we're saying. What I'm saying is you welcome people to your own turf, right? You, you do it on your, your playing field, your playing ground. You don't go and insert yourself into environments that are gonna cause you to stumble. That's not what I'm saying. But the key is this. Who's, in, who's investing in you and who are you investing in? You'll see it? That's what Bobby did. Bobby lived his life like this. So let me ask you a question really quick. So far in this story, we've talked about the Pharisees and the religious people who were attacking Jesus because of the things that he were doing, reaching out to people. We talked about the young lady who said, I can't hang out with you because you're, you don't look the way we look. You don't act the way we act. And then we've got Bobby. So right now in this moment, I, I, you don't have to tell me, don't yell it out or anything, you don't tell your neighbor, but just who are you in this story right now? Who, who, who are you in this story? And then, and then what does this look like for you? Or do you even have this? Is this even on your radar? Do you have anybody investing in you to equip you, to prepare you to go and to reach other people? And that's what Bobby did. Bobby was always looking for opportunity to see life change. He would go and he would seek the lost. He would seek after people that needed to know Jesus. Our second point is this, Jesus pursues sinners. Jesus pursues the unbelievers. So not only does he welcome them, he actually runs to them. He goes to the people that don't believe in Jesus. We see this in verse three and six. It says this, it says, so he told them this parable. What man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the 99 in the open field and go after them? Then he goes on to explain that that the man goes after his sheep, he leaves his comfort zone, he leaves his environment and he pursues the one person. And the cool part about this is he says that people actually rejoice when that happens. When you find the lost sheep, you find that one that people rejoice, that you should rejoice in this. You know, Bobby, Bobby would eventually go to his, his, the same mother that came to me in the beginning and said, man, this, I don't know what to do basically not giving up on him because it was his baby, but almost giving up on him because he was just such in trouble and, and everything. And she comes to me and she says, 
Will life change has been so infectious that he's actually brought that to our, to our home. And he actually had the opportunity to lead some of his siblings to Jesus because every single Wednesday, listen to me, every single Wednesday he would, he would come home and he'd tell about what he was learning, what God was doing in his life and who he had invested in that day. It was just incredible. And because of that, his family was like, tell me more about this life change that you've had. Tell me more. Why do you keep celebrating all this life change? Because he was leading his teammates to the Lord. It was crazy, y'all. It was incredible. But he was excited about reaching the law. So he welcomed people in, but then he sought people out. He pursued people. And here's what I believe Jesus is telling us in these verses. He's telling us that he, listen to me, Jesus is telling us that he is willing to do whatever it takes. Go wherever he must go. Walk through whatever he needs to walk through in order, listen to me, to reach even one. To reach even one lost person. To reach the heart of one person, he'll do whatever it takes. That one lost person, that one person that's away from Jesus right now may be in this room. Jesus wants you to know that he's willing to go wherever he needs to, to pursue you, to meet you wherever you are. You don't have to go get fixed and get better to come to Jesus. He's like, no, 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 I'll take you just like you are. Jesus said that life change is so important that he willingly leaves those around him to pursue them. You see, some of you are in here tonight because somebody sought you out. Think about this for a second. The thing that blows my mind the most about student ministry, about salvation in general, are the people that somebody sought them out and their lives are changed. They give their life to Jesus. Their lives are radically changed, but then they never go and share that with anybody else. And that, does that make sense to anybody? Like, this is the greatest thing that you could ever receive, but I'm not gonna share it with you. Like, that's the thing that blows my mind about Christianity. But somebody is in here because somebody sought them out. Somebody is in here because somebody invited them to be a part of, of Long Hollow. Somebody's in here because somebody was willing to go out of the way to pursue you. So students, here's the reality. You know how we experience Movement Weekend every single Wednesday? Anybody wanna know that? Like, how, how, anybody wanna experience Movement Weekend every week? Amen, right? Here's how we experience Movement Weekend every single Wednesday and not just once a year. See, the movement happens when the student pastors at Long Hollow, when who are the student pastors at Long Hollow? The movement happens, listen to me students, don't miss out on this. The movement happens when the student pastors at Long Hollow get serious about pursuing the lostness around us. The movement happens when we get serious about pursuing the 10,743 lost sheep that are roaming around you every single day. And guess what we're going to do when you begin to pursue them, when you begin to go out and reach out to them and to begin to welcome them in and their lives are changed forever, guess what we're going to do for them? We're gonna throw a party. We're gonna celebrate life change. We're gonna be so fired up about what you are doing at the Student Pastors of Long Hollow and how lives are being changed because of you. We're gonna throw a party. Our third and final point is this. Jesus rejoices when sinners repent. Jesus rejoices when sinners repent. Verse seven, I love it. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need repentance. Here's what they're saying, y'all. Heaven throws a party. Literally, heaven throws a party every time somebody comes to know Jesus. I love this. Heaven throws a party. This past Saturday at Movement Weekend, the Saturday before we're, we're, we're walking out, 
had a young lady named Melanie come down, and Melanie sat right here, and I had an opportunity. I'll never forget this, right? Here's what I love about life change, right? I'm sitting right here. This young lady comes to me, and I had the opportunity to lead her to Jesus sitting right here on Saturday night. And guess what happened when that, when that went down? The heavens opened up, and they threw a stinking party. Heaven celebrated life change that night. Now, a couple weeks ago, now a couple, I'm about to, oh gosh, we're going to run out of time. I'm off stage. I'm sorry. Y'all can roll that off. A couple weeks ago, we had some students literally on the car ride home, listen to me, on the car ride home from a Wednesday night. Maybe it had something to do with my preaching. I don't know. Probably not. On the car ride home, led four of their friends to Jesus in the car on the way home. So what do y'all think heaven did that night? Heaven opened up and what? Heaven opened up and what? Had a party, right? Heaven celebrated life change that night. Some of you, listen to me. Listen to me. Some of y'all are in this room right now. Some of y'all are in here right now because Jesus radically changed your life. Some of y'all are in here right now and you're thinking back to that moment. I remember when I was eight years old. Y'all have heard my story. I'm not going to bore you with that. But I remember when I was eight years old when Jesus came into my life, radically changed my life, and I was never the same. Guess what happened when, that, when I was eight years old? Guess what heaven did? Heaven threw a party. Heaven celebrated. Listen to me. Listen to me. Let me just give some vision real quick. I envision a day. I envision a day when the student pastors at Long Hollow, which are who, by the way? I envision a day. When the student pastors of Long Hollow are so fired up about life change that everywhere they go, every step they take, every person they come in contact with is just excited, that explodes into their own life change, and you have the opportunity to see somebody come to know Jesus. I envision a day when wall to wall, front to back, in both of these rooms here and in Gallatin, I envision a day when the student pastors at Long Hollow are so fired up about investing every single day and inviting their peers that we run out of room in this room and in that room and at Gallatin. Maybe I'm naive, but I envision a day that every single Wednesday night that somebody gives their life to Jesus and we celebrate it and that we see baptisms happen every single Wednesday. Does anybody in here get excited about the fact that you could be a part of a movement in this county? All it takes is one Bobby. Who's gonna be the Bobby in this student ministry? Who's gonna be the person that goes out tomorrow at whatever school you're at and going, hey, I wanna celebrate life change. Let me tell you about Jesus. Can I talk to you for a second about what happened in my life? Every single week, how crazy would it be? How crazy would it be that every single week we celebrate with the biggest party and when people miss a Wednesday night, they can't wait to figure out what God did that night. How crazy would that be? Am I crazy or is anybody with me? Hey, so why don't we right now, why don't we right now how about we start a party right now? Y'all ready for this? Hey, Chef. Hey, Chef. You ready to have a party? It's about to be a party right now. Y'all ready for a party? <laughs> Amen. Well, today we have Alex. And, and get this, Alex, 
<laughs> Alex, man, her story is so awesome. She got saved at camp this past, who, who went to camp this past year? Yeah, camp is coming, it's coming. She got saved at camp. And shh, don't miss this. Last Wednesday, this week leading up to movement, man, she realized, man, she hadn't gone through with baptism yet and decided, man, today is the day. Man, she wanted to, man, publicly display what God has already done in her life before her peers, before her family, before her church family. And so today we get to baptize Alex. And so, Alex, is it true that you have given your life to Jesus and you are ready to radically follow him for the rest of your life? Well, Alex, because you're a profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism. Raised to walk in news of life.
undeniable that God is on the move in this place. Am I right? Come on. Man. Well, like Will was saying and Chef was saying, when God moves, it's, it's about time that we, we throw a party because we know that all of heaven is celebrating right now from the, the people that have gone from death to life, the people that have celebrated together in believers' baptism. Heaven is throwing a party. Amen? So is it cool if just a few more minutes, is it cool if we do one more song tonight? And we just lose our minds for the glory of Jesus. Is that cool? All right, you guys. I think let's do it. Here we go. Come on, you guys ready? Staring into your eyes makes my heart come alive. Suddenly brought to life.
so much. Remember you guys are the movement. We'll see you next week.